the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Martin Miller for FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Manatee High School football is a force of nature. Now it's time to feel the power during Hurricane Hotline. Live from Joey D's Restaurant, 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Hosted by Danny Carter and Coach Youssef Shakur. Phone lines are open at 877-969-8600. And now... Danny Carter. Welcome here to Joey D's and Hurricane Hotline. Well, Hurricanes are coming off another win last week. That'll be their fourth in a row, and setting up is going to be the showdown that everybody's been waiting on. It'll be Manatee Riverview, technically for the district championship. I don't see anything going wrong there, and uh, I I believe that uh, this is pretty much what everybody thought was going to happen from the very beginning. I think the biggest shocker is. Riverview losing last week, but throw that out the window. They still control their own destiny, as does the Hurricanes, Gene. Yeah, and that's what we said last night. You know, even though last week's game for either one of us didn't mean the district championship, because even if we both lost or one of us lost, still whoever wins this Friday night is basically playoff bound. The other team is out. You know, the way the, the, way the playoffs are setting up, the way our district is, whoever's number two is going to be, especially with Riverview now having two losses, they lose or when they lose, because I just don't see us unless we just totally stumble um, going in there. But we still got to play the game, and that's why they do it. And I'm just excited about it. And you know what? It's playoff time now. Yeah, and it's you know it's a game that is going to have a lot to do with how the players react. I think a lot of it has it's – it's on the coaches. The coaching staff has to get them ready throughout the week. I thought it was a great quote. You watched University of Florida come out and beat LSU this past week, and I thought the great quote was listening to Dan Mullen. Is hey, enjoy the moment while we're here, but it's all for naught if we can't get ourselves prepared and get better than we were the week before. And I think that's exactly what Coach Shakir will do, and we'll talk to him about that when he gets here. But you've got to improve each week and continue to go forward, and so far we're seeing that in this offense. Yeah, and I think when you really think about the schedule set up the way it was with the tough schedule two years ago when that schedule was made, we all looked at it and said, you know, Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? We had some bad weather last year, and a couple games got canceled. This year we were excited about it, and we competed in the first four games. Two of them we won, two of them we lost, but the two we lost, we still competed, and that's what I liked about this team, but they were still young. And, you know, I I always go back to what Coach Shakir said. um, You know, these players compare every team to Lakeland. But you know what? As they They should. As they should. Lakeland is going to be probably the top team we play all year. So it gave our kids something to look at and see what they can learn from. Now, don't say just because the kid you're playing this week in front of you isn't as good to, to slack off. That means you've got to play twice as hard because you want to go even farther. And I think that's what I've seen, and we talk about the thickness and the, the physicalness of this team. I think that's what wins out the rest of the year for us as we get going. Um, win this game Friday night and get into the last two of the season. Have a week off in between that, which is nice. Go into the Venice game and, and really start thriving. 
One of the nice things is is uh, we've, we've seen some depth in this team. You're, you're starting to find more and more depth. There's guys that have had to step in. Last week we had an offensive lineman out. We had to make a few moves, and, and I thought they played well up front. I didn't think there was any kind of drop-off from what was going on there. Uh, we've seen different guys each week, too, on the offensive side of things step up. One week, you know, Kyrie Jones does it. Keon Fordham does it. His past week is Tyson Phelps who comes up big in a football game. And Tyreek Allen has, has just played solid every every week, as has Anthony Squitteri, which I, I think he's kind of the unsung hero in all this. He hasn't done anything yet to try and win football games. He's doing what you need to do at that spot, and that's manage the game. Yeah, and early on he did try a little bit harder because he didn't know, and I don't think he realized what he had around him as much because until you see it in a game, it's hard to really understand it. But I think that's probably um, – the most important piece to this puzzle right now is keeping that quarterback play even keeled. doesn't have to be off the charts, but we just can't have him turning the ball over or doing something in a crazy way. Give it to your playmakers. Let it happen. I agree with you on the depth. Um, we don't have a lot of numbers, but we seem to have a lot of position players that can come in and fill that position we need with our injuries. And, you know, hopefully um, Jackson will be back full this week. And obviously, our other player—I don't know if he'll even be back this year. But, but yeah, uh, well, we'll ask. I think it's highly unlikely that we see uh, Napoleon Harris this week. I mean, it'd be a great uh, uh, recovery time if, if in fact that is the case. And I, I really don't know the extent of the injury. We knew that it was a, an injury to the knee. We just don't know how bad it is. And you know, I just wish the kid the best. So hopefully, he can bounce back. And if he's he's able to come back, yeah, it's not until he, we reach playoffs. And so that's be it. fine. And that's that's you know, I don't we necessarily don't need him. We haven't needed Jackson to get past that point. So, but I think now Jackson is healthy, and let's see what happens in this Friday night. Because again, you never know what goes on. And then again, I think it's going to be a physical game. You know, right now that's the big rivalry for us. You know, Riverview because of the district, and you know, it was a rivalry years ago. Kind of slacked off because we beat them. Pretty good. Well, you're, you're you're looking at an opportunity to regain a district championship that you haven't had since 2015. So you're you're going back to try and, and and take something back that rightfully belongs to us and it should be here. And and that's Manatee football is slowly starting to get back to where it was. The Hurricanes this year are five and two on the season. They're three and zero at home, which is huge. So a Friday night's game is at home. It is senior night. So there yet lies yet another small distraction of what goes on. Coaches did extremely well with the homecoming situation. I expect them to do the same here right? with with senior night. It's really it's more for the moms than it is anybody else. It's you know their their chance to come out on the field with their sons, and it's for some of them the last time you'll see them play, and and others will continue on, but it will be the last time they'll suit up as a hurricane at you know not necessarily at home, but it's it's their last season. So right, yeah, and that's important. You say for the moms, and I think the dads. I have. Uh... My son's senior picture in, on the football field. Of course, that was the first game of the year when Ryan played in 09. I do remember um, that. that was against Bayshore. Oh, that was against Bayshore. <laughs> I mean, that was an interesting game, and we thumped Bayshore. But I've got that hanging in my office, and I look at it every day and can't believe it's been as long. So it's good, and the parents get it done with. It's over with right away. Right. Over with by 7-10, so it's done. It's not like homecoming where then you got to go out at halftime and take it away. And, again, this is going to be where our leadership lies. Have we got that leadership back that we've been missing a little bit over the last couple of years? And I say yes, but how far do they take it? Yeah, that's a, I think you've achieved some leadership in our coaching staff. And our coaches are now starting to they're, – they're creating leaders within the football team. 
and you can lead in different ways. You can be a rah-rah guy. You can be somebody who's who's quiet and lead by example. I mean, Cord Sandberg was never a loud guy, but he led by example, and and he had all the you know there, he was credible at everything he did, and and all the players looked up to him. So and you find that throughout the team in different spots. Uh, do you need the guy that's going to get in your face and just yeah? I think there's there's a rightful place for all those guys. You know? Yeah, and that that's important because again, is it am I working out harder than you? So you're trying to come up to me. You know, if we're all mediocre, then everybody's below us. Right. We want everybody to be thriving to go ahead of us. Competition, competition drives. And that you know, lies in your coaching staff that yeah. manages to to let them see that competition and, and and really try and push the one guy to get ahead of the other. So let's look at the Hurricanes' uh, schedule on the year so far. They opened up uh, loss at Lakeland, thirty-six to fourteen, win over Palmetto, twenty-nine to twenty. Loss at River or at Braden River, 41-31. Then we got into district play, and at this point in time, Gene, the offense has really taken off. And I thought once we posted the 20 against Palmetto, we posted our 29 against Palmetto, the 31 against Braden River, you knew the offense was working. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you go in the next three games or four games, you go 42-7 to over Newsom, 31-0 over Steinbrenner, 51-8 to over Alonzo. And then last week, 53-3. to And I think the part that's being missed is how well the defense has played right. through and we, this stretch. We knew that defense had the opportunity to do that with what was coming back and knowing Coach Shakir is a defensive-minded person. We knew that was going to be there. But it just seemed to start slow. And, again, it was some of the competition we were playing. But I think that ultimately is going to make this defense what it is right now, is we're, we're trying to throw shutouts. And, we, you know, we like a shutout. But I'll take three to eight or eight all night long because oh, I, we're going to win every one of those games. Yeah, that's all you're trying to do. You, in the end, you put this. Does the mark go in the left column or the right column? As long as it goes in the left column. And, and last week for Riverview, it didn't work out that no. way for them. They yeah. go up to Newsom, a team that we blow out forty-two to seven up there, and they go up and really the opening kickoff. Newsom goes down the field, scores, and we'll talk more in depth about it later on when the coach is here. But Boy, it doesn't take much. And we talked about this last week going into the game. you got to be fearful of falling behind early mm-hmm. because if you do, it changes your game plan. And, and then it's all about down and distance. So if you continue to play the game and you've got long down and distance every time and you're already behind, you're stuck to throwing. And that's not what Riverview does. They're not a throwing team, and they're not going to change from it. So they got to find a way to grind out touchdowns, but they got to do it quickly when you fall 31 points behind early in the first quarter. Right, and when you're behind like that, you know, you think, well, what what do we got to do? And the kids panic, and if they haven't thrown the ball like they haven't, you know, it's they're in trouble, and that's what I think what's good to see our offense. And we've got an 1,100-yard passer. You know, we've got a couple of runners that are, you know, if we had one or two runners, we'd have a 1,000-yard runner already, but mm-hmm. they're spread out, and, you know, if you look at most teams are really, really working to take Fordham away. Thank you very much. Yeah, and it doesn't matter because you turn around, you look, you want to, you, you try to take Keon out. And last week, Keon still manages ninety-five yeah. yards and only two touches of the football. So he's so explosive, but so is Tyreek Allen, who has stepped up to the plate. And then you've got Iron Jackson, who's now back in the fold of things. Kyrie Jones, who's doing his thing as well. And there's there's other guys. Every week, it's someone else. Wes Coleman, two weeks ago, steps up and does his thing. So. It's you can't focus on one, and I like the fact that we're finding ways to get the ball. And I think a credit goes to that to your coaching staff and what Breon has done, and 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 I think he's called a great game the last four or five games without a doubt. Yeah, and that's again, it's it comes down to um, the leadership of what we have happening at the top, 
Coach Shakir is doing a great job. He's letting his younger coaches coach, and they're learning, and the schedule's playing out right for us. And, you know, again, I want to beat the best Riverview team there is, but I want to beat them. And that's what we got to show because these kids, these seniors haven't won a district championship. And, you know, it's it's tough. You know, we, that's not what you come to Manatee for to, to lose. And, and, again, years past, second place got you in the playoffs, and you could still win a state championship. Now you're not guaranteed in the playoffs. I'm not place. so sure the way things are laying out that second place will get you anywhere. No. No, I, I you may not even be in the top ten, which only eight go. Right. I think it's just going to be a handshake. The, the, the definite way is you win Friday night, you're district champ, and you're automatically in. You're going to be one of the top four seeds. And who knows, I think there's an outside possibility that Manatee can move into the two spot. But at the same time, I think you really solidify the three hole. Right. If you win out, you got a great shot, which means you still have to go and beat Hillsborough Riverview and then beat Venice, and then the opportunity is there. It's, right. it's going to be close, and it'll be interesting whether or not you can make enough shuffles. But uh, there's a lot of things that will change between now and three more weeks down the road. And district champ, there's nothing changes for us. We're in. No, oh, you're in. You're going to host round one, and then it's just a matter of what happens in round two, whether or not you're back to the house again. Right. If, if you're not the one or two seed, that's that's just the way it's going to play out and, for you. And it is setting up with the, the region. Obviously, Vero Beach and Kissimmee are going to be in there, you know, the way it looks right now. And Vero Beach is – is this doing the same Vero Beach they've done ever since we've known them. And, we, you know. Well, they haven't lost in four years in a regular yeah, season yeah. game. And so they're going to be the number one seed no matter what, unless they just weirdly get knocked off. So get the district, get a home game, try to get in that second round. And, I mean, even if we're a three seed, you know, I'm confident if we're playing the way we know how we can play, I don't mind going back to Kissimmee. There's there's good teams out there that can take because Simeoziola lost last week to Tampa Jesuit, so anything can happen anywhere. And there are some good teams. Centennial, Treasure Coast are pretty good football teams over there as well, both riding just one loss. So a lot of different things can happen along the way. So we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Coach Shakir will join us, and we will talk about last week's game. We'll talk about the upcoming game down the road as well as playoffs as they start to take shape. You're listening to Manatee Hurricane Football presented by Conley Buick GMC. Are you looking to get a great price on a new Buick, GMC, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used car you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that is second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. And I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over a half century ago, we have been proud to be part of this community. So for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC, where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end. Depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at ConstantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. 
Premier Community Bank is a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane Football. Isn't it time for a better banking system? Premier Community Bank is a true hometown bank, and that's hard to find these days. Premier Community Bank has a dedicated staff with a long history of service in our community. Whether it's personal or business, Premier Community Bank will take care of all your banking needs. With locations in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Parish, there's a branch near you. Online at pcb-florida.bank. As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine as a top Florida attorney and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses an innate passion for helping people and an extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Offices in downtown Bradenton, 1701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104, 748-2104, or mulocklaw.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes-in-the-sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. Welcome to It's a Big Deal. That's right. The 2019 Manatee County Fair is a big deal. And you're the winner. Enjoying all that tasty good fair food, arts and crafts, youth livestock competitions, live entertainment included with admission, and those thrilling midway games and rides. The 2019 Manatee County Fair, January 17th through the 27th. It's a big deal. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. AM 930. Stress saver. Traffic report. Good evening. 75. Moving well through Sarasota and Manatee counties. The DeSoto Bridge, Green Bridge, and the Sunshine Skyway. All accident and delay free. 301 and 41. Pretty good shape through Manatee and Sarasota counties. State Road 64. Cortez looking good. State Road 70 westbound. Still seeing some delays before 301 due to an earlier crash. University Parkway's trouble free. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Road's all in good shape. No problems on Beneva, Tuttle, McIntosh, Proctor, or Swift. And in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, Center Road, and the Venice Bypass. All in good shape. Dave Kosh, FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. Live from Joey D's at 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Call in now with your questions for the coach at 877-969-8600. Here's Danny Carter. Thank you, and we're back here at Joey D's. It's $10 pizza night. Can't go wrong there. Two two toppings, 10 bucks. Can't beat it. So come in and join us. Uh, we'll be here at nearly every Wednesday night. Next Wednesday, we were supposed to be at GT Bray Park this week, but due to the hurricane, uh, 
we change plans and came back here next week, we will make our way over to GT Bray Park and the Wildcats and their homecoming festivities that they'll have over there. So, Coach Shakir has joined us. Uh, Coach, congratulations on the win last week. Stay perfect in the district and set up uh, this week's big game against the Rams. Yeah, it was a great win by the kids. You came out a little bit slow, a little bit. They had uh, Palm Harbor came out with a brand new defense they hadn't shown all year. You know, so they came out with a three-three stack on us and started blitzing us from a little bit everywhere. So we just kind of had to settle down, adjust the game plan on the sideline, and do some things that uh, get our kids, some, uh, our ball players, the ball in space and. Just attack the weak spots of that defense. Four in a row now uh, in district play. You've gotten uh, that's three get wins at home, so you're perfect at home on the year. Last week, Anthony Squitteri, 7-9, two touchdown passes. He's now gone over uh, 1,100 yards on the year, 14 touchdown passes. Again, another solid game out of him, just staying steady with what he's been doing. Yes, exactly. He's just been taking what the defense has been giving him, uh, not trying to force anything or do too much, and that's the thing what we need from our quarterback year after year. Just make sure you just take what they give you and just don't try to do too much. Tyson Phelps, great game. He's one of our players of the game. We'll have three of them here later on. Hopefully they can make it here. I know the practice was running a little bit late today, but uh, Tyson Phelps, uh, six carries, 62 yards, one touchdown, and then he re- caught one for 18 and a touchdown, two touchdowns on the year. And he's begun to emerge himself as what, in a lot of places, I think he could be the pre- premier back without a doubt. Almost definitely on you know, his great size, great speed. Uh, he just didn't have as much experience as some of those other guys, especially when Napoleon was back there. Uh, but we knew he had it in him, and we always were waiting for everything just to kind of unfold with those three back. You know, Kyrie was a big surprise for us this year. Uh, we more kind of we, going into the season, we were thinking, you know, Napoleon and um, and Tyson, you know, the one-two punch with them two. Uh, then Kyrie jumped on up in there, so we, we knew he was going to have a, a one-two punch. You know, we just didn't know one-two. Now we got a one-two-three punch uh, with those guys. And those guys have been doing a great job all season and just really stepping up when, when needed. Staying on this offensive side of things, Keon Fordham only touches the ball twice, but it's 94 yards and two touchdowns. Again, the explosive side of what happens with him. And, you know, you just mentioned Kyrie as well. And I think the interesting part of what's going on, and we had talked before you got in here, is every week it's like there's not enough balls to go around to everybody. Yeah. We know that how this is going to work. And, and the fact of the matter is when called upon, guys are stepping up. Oh, definitely. Those guys are, because, you know, we had Wesley Coleman week before. You know, like I say, Napoleon early in the season. Um, Squatera's done a good job. So all of those guys, you know, Mike, Mike Oliver made a huge catch for us a couple weeks ago. And so it's just good. And those guys are all pulling for each other and, and all want each other to be successful. So for all of them, it's just a huge uh, benefit for us for those guys getting those chances and those opportunities and the great part about it is all those guys are stepping up and making it happen when their number is called yeah and the other one that i cannot let out of this conversation is tyreek allen uh, last week uh four four catch catches 65 yards a touchdown it's two weeks in a row that he scored a touchdown but i think the most impressive part is the yards after the catch almost that he's a very physical kid especially be so young He's a big kid, uh, so you know, we've been blessed for the last two years with some physically gifted freshmen 
uh, that really had to come in and really had to help us uh, because of our depth issues that we've had the last two years. So those guys have really just come in and filled those voids, and I've just been pleasantly surprised. I'm just want hope it keep coming. I just have them keep coming in. You know, on his touchdown reception that he had, it was a nice. It was off the left side, and he weaved his way through the center of the field. And as he went through there, I'm looking at him, and you know, you look at his stats. Freshman, six foot, one eighty four. You know, that's his size. He plays much bigger than a six foot kid. Oh, definitely. He's a very physical kid. He's he's not uh, he's not shy in away from contact. Uh, you know, he really is a safety. Uh, but we kind of failed to get him. He was just too talented to really just kind of just have on the team. And he had some old, good upperclassmen that were in the secondary. So we felt like, you know, offensively we could get him to play. We could get him really the ball as much as possible uh, on offense. Really just kind of bring him along slow. Uh, young guys can kind of catch on a little bit faster on offense when they're young because they just really have to remember their responsibility compared to defense. They have to remember a lot of different things. Uh, so, you know, a couple plays before that, Calvin Miller made a great kiss. That's yes. another guy who's been coming along lately. Well, and then you had Jansen Murray. You yeah. know, he steps in. He comes up with a 28-yard touchdown run as well on the zone. Uh, another young kid. I mean, I say guys at junior just hasn't had a whole lot of playing time, but again, He's played extremely well. Markel Jackson, when he's had opportunities, have done things. So there's the stable's pretty full there. If we can just get everybody healthy, and, and at some point in time, hopefully we'll see you know Napoleon Harris back with us. And you know what? It's just nice that one's gone down, but somebody else has picked it up and moved forward. Also on the offensive line, Derek Maurice. He'll be one of our players of the game. Uh, right guard, Derek Maurice, sophomore, 6'3", 264. Explain to me a little bit. We had a little bit of a change on the offensive line. We'll not go into details as to why, but one of our offensive linemen starting right tackle doesn't play, so now we make a move. I think Lagarde came over there to that right tackle spot. How much does that disrupt things? Well, it, we practice that throughout practice, you know, having guys, pulling guys out and getting guys ready at other positions. So uh, it, it just affects a little bit of continuity of how things work, but it, you practice those situations and you practice for you especially you always practice for your center going down. You always practice for one of your guards and then one of your tackles. Usually one of your other tackles kind of your swing guy mm-hmm. can kind of go either or. So for us, we've been practicing that and we knew we knew we probably was going to need it <laughs> this season just because of the fact that we just didn't have that many of them. So, right. Uh, for, for us just to keep going. And so it, it really wasn't too much of a difference. Uh, and, and especially because those guys have all been with us. Uh, those that really that's what, that seven core group of guys have really been up with us since the spring. So all of those guys have really kind of played a little bit of everything already. Look statistically on the year so far, we're averaging 190 on the ground, 167 through the air. If you could tweak anything and had it any better, I'm sure that you'd rather see us at about 250 on the ground, wouldn't you? Almost definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I believe in running that ball. You I'm with Controlling you. that clock and just having that ball whenever. You can run the ball when you can run it when you want to. That's the key. Control uh, everything. Yeah, it does. It controls everything. controls the coverages that you're going to get. gives you a lot of one-on-one matchups with our guys because they're going to have to bring an extra guy in that box. Uh, so for us, and then, of course, it saves your defense. You know, it keeps them fresh. keeps them uh you know, not having to be on the field for a long time. And, of course, if the defense is on the bench, then their offense is on the bench. Right. So they don't have a chance to score. And let's, uh, let's talk about that defense. Great segue into it. Your defense has played since we got into district play, and I thought we played well too prior to that. But what steps? You can see the little steps that we've made every every week. It's getting better and better. They've been outstanding for the last four games. Yeah, it really has been um, 
when you look at it, our edge in this day and game, that your edge guys have to be phenomenal tacklers. Uh, with Brandon Shannon, Malik Claremont, and really uh, Quay Davis, those guys are our edge guys because they, they get they get a lot of the the plays, the quick throws, and the quick pass. You got to be great tacklers. Got to be disciplined in your coverage, and you got to be fundamentally sounding your support especially when the ball goes away and those three guys in those positions have really just been key for us uh be able to get guys on the ground and not getting no extra yardage uh and, and not missing an assignment so for us and then of course you know we quinn rome has been a huge uh help for us back yes. in that middle uh he really has set the tone because he he is so active in there on that on that center and that guard that they have to pay attention to him every play I think and then, uh, then we have we're getting him back. We also have uh, that's another player. Another that's so we have a better rotation to right. up front, so our guys aren't having to play and play after play. And then those first couple games, you know, we didn't have any backups up front, so all those guys are playing every single play. And so for us, you know, getting Quinn back and then getting um, uh, Higdon in, into the rotation, he started to develop. You know, that's two more bodies we have now. So those guys getting so those guys are fresher up front. So those, that helps a lot. Yeah, DeAndre's played very well. He's a 14 tackles, six solos, and in, in just a short, brief period of time. The best part about five of those tackles have been tackles for loss. Yeah, yeah. We really picked him and our Romans really picked up our tackles for loss. That's the thing. Negative plays are things that help you on your defense. Yeah, your defense so far has recorded 12 sacks on the season, six interceptions, and seven fumble recoveries and let's also I always throw it in as special teams it's still defense and two block kicks so uh and, and their field goals you mentioned Brandon Shannon Brandon Shannon leads his defense on tackles he's got 59 on the year 48 solo and I think if somebody really studies your your statistics the solo tackles are the things that really stand out which last year wasn't there this year, you're finding it. Tackling in open space is tremendous, and it's huge. Oh, yeah, especially in this day and game with, uh, with all the spread offenses and then the one-on-one, you know, with a lot of 11 personnel, everybody's trying to spread you out and get in space. And you know, back before the spread offenses, you always had to be great tacklers anyway. The, the best tackling defense was always the most successful defenses. And so it's always been the case, but now you've, you've got to even be more efficient in your tackling in space and one-on-one tackling more than anything else because of the fact that the game is so spread out, if those guys miss, it's going to be a big game. All right, so percentage-wise, who do you figure is probably your best solo tackler? I know who I think. Uh, it's probably <laughs> Quay Davis That's does it. a phenomenal job out there. <laughs> I mean, he just – he, he just has a knack for closing that space and getting you down. and you know, That's just one of those things a lot of times that you really you can coach the technique of it, but actually doing it, yes. that's, that's something He's else. He's done some things that just uh, they're jaw droppers. You, know, you, you watch him come up, 26 tackles on the year, 22 solo. Yeah, that's that, that is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I mean, he's just not missing anybody, and let's hope the trend continues. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. For this Friday. Because we got to tackle them big boys they got. Oh, they're, they're big up front. They're big everywhere. And we'll talk even more about it shortly. Sequil Martinez, he is your defensive player of the game. Last week, 10 tackles, four solo, one sack, one fumble recovery that resulted in a touchdown. And not the first time his name's been brought up. He's, he's done a tremendous job and played extremely well. And mind you, he's only a sophomore. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we keep looking around at these guys, and everybody's just so young for the most part. We have a really good mix of guys. We have some really good senior leadership, the guys that are, that are here. And, you know, we, we have some very good sophomores and freshmen who've been filling in for us and doing a great job. And Sequel is one of those guys. Hey, he's a smart kid, number one, and super intelligent. 
And so, you know, whenever you got an intelligent kid, that helps you so much with, with his maturation and his growth because intelligent kids really want to learn, really want to get better, have that internal drive to improve already. And so it just helps you so much on the football field. And he sees everything so fast. You know, some of the things that I watched last week, and I, I give credit to your, your defensive backs and coverage. They've done a good job of locking down the receivers. They've been there stride for stride most of the time. And, and usually the big plays are, are what happens at every every level. It's underthrown balls. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easier for the receiver to recover on that than it is for the defender. Uh, but for the most part, they've done a tremendous job. Uh, you know, it's hard for me not to mention Joseph Liu. There's so many of these guys that have done so well. Ethan Walls, Frank Waiters. Even Dre Evans, I mean, 26 tackles, 17 solo. Johnny Buchanan, uh, he probably could have himself a couple more interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> He's been right there in the middle of it all the time. Uh, Definitely. And, and Ryan Ives. Ryan Ives has been, I think, a great compliment to your defense. Most definitely gives us some big size up front, and that's the key uh, for us, you know, especially with him and Rome in there. Uh, those guys are both 250-plus and athletic, you know, and, and then you got Higdon in there and you got Ethan Walls in there. Those guys have just been a phenomenal job. And like I say, once we got everybody healthy up front, you know, then we had a chance to really improve and get better. And that's that's the biggest thing about any football season, though, isn't it? I mean, just the, the health of your squad is how far you can carry things. I mean, even with depth, if you don't have a healthy squad and you're having to constantly plug guys in, it really it messes up your continuity to a degree. And at the same time, you're always looking over your shoulder saying, okay, when can we get him back? When can we get him back? And, and uh, you know, health is, I, I, I don't know, there's just no there's no substitute for it. Oh, at all, it isn't. And that's the thing about it, when you're limited, and especially if you're not healthy and you're young, that's a bad combination. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> they don't know the difference between, and I deal with it with baseball, they don't know the difference between pain and soreness. Yes. It's, uh it, that, that was taught to me well at a very young age. Uh, my dad didn't believe in, in pain. It didn't happen. So, I mean, <laughs> for me to be painful my arm, I wouldn't be able to pick it up. So, other than that, it was just soreness, and you work it out and you go forward. So, But, Coach, this week we'll go against the Riverview Rams. We'll take a timeout. We come back, we'll talk more about the Rams coming into town. It's senior night. You're listening to Manatee Hurricane Football presented by Conley Buick, GMC. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and is ready to champion solutions for your employees' leasing needs. Everything from big business to small business, Howard Leasing covers it all. From payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. With offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics, keeping you in the game. 
Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ferkins Automotive Group is your low-price leader. Ferkins Automotive Group has a great selection of new cars, featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Mitsubishi. And don't forget that Ferkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Ferkins has been family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Ferkins Automotive Group on 1st Street in Bradenton, or go online to Ferkins.com. That's Ferkins.com. Ferkins Automotive Group says go Canes. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Paisano's Italian Bakery is your destination for delicious, decadent desserts. How about an eclair, a pastry filled with sweet, creamy custard and mountains of rich, melt-in-your-mouth chocolate icing on the top? Or try a Napoleon, layers of puff pastry and creamy custard topped with the perfect amount of icing. And, of course, don't forget the favorites, tiramisu and cannoli to die for. Paisano's Gateway Shopping Center on Stickney Point, Sarasota. Paisano's Yum. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Honey, someone's in the house. Go check it out. Hey, check it out. You're the one all about gender equality. You go and take this plastic coat hanger for protection. Are you kidding me? Gender equality? I knew my mother was right about you. Why, I'm gonna... Ah, it's Mr. Boots. Don't be this couple. Ditch the hanger and head to the bullet hole in Sarasota for the right gear and guidance when it comes to personal protection. The bullet hole, corner of Orange and Dolphin in downtown Sarasota. AM 930, stress saver, traffic report. Good evening, 75, moving well through Sarasota and Manatee counties. The DeSoto Bridge, Green Bridge, and the Sunshine Skyway, all accident and delay-free. 301 and 41, pretty good shape through Manatee and Sarasota counties. State Road 64, Cortez looking good. State Road 70 westbound, still seeing some delays before 301 due to an earlier crash. University Parkway's trouble-free. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Road's all in good shape. No problems on Beneva, Tuttle, Mackinson. Proctor or Swift, and in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, Center Road, and the Venice Bypass, all in good shape. Dave Kosh, FM 93.7, 103.1, and AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Joey D's at 6401 Manatee Avenue West in Bradenton. Call in now with your questions for the coach at 877-969-8600. Here's Danny Carter. Well, thank you, and welcome back here to Joey D's and Hurricane Hotline, along with head coach Yusuf Shakir. And coach, I guess it's time to start turn the focus to Riverview Rams this week. And uh, I, I know myself and everybody else, it's, it's part of Manatee football and has followed it for a long time. I think it was kind of uh, 
in the cards that this is the way it was going to be. It was going to come down to this football game, and, and you're going to go into this game with a chance to win the district championship. Uh, it's winner take all here. I don't think there's any way that it's going to change after this. Uh, I think both teams can win out after when it's over with. But uh, the winner becomes automatically into the state playoffs, a huge, huge deal because I know we mentioned a few seconds ago, I don't think there's a chance that you come in second and get into the playoffs. It's going to be very difficult. A lot of things have got to happen. And our district doesn't bode well for us to get there. No, it really doesn't. Just with the point system and how that thing works, it, no, the points just don't look good enough for and us I, to be a runner-up. I like the point system. I think it's great. It's unfortunate, though, that you get into a district that's just not very competitive, Jack. And I know. The lower – in years past with this point system, there's always been that, that third team in our district. You know, Newsom a couple years ago, Steinbrenner a couple years ago with, you know, when they went to Dr. Phillips, that – was at least over 500. You know, they lost to Manatee. They lost to Riverview. They may have lost another one, but they were 7-3. They were 6-4. and four. I don't know if we'll have another district team besides us and Riverview that end up 500 or more. Riverview has a chance possibly to not end up 500. So that's what the struggle is when, you know, six games are dictated for you. And, you know, how can you go out and, and find other opponents, you know? Well, with a hurricane win over the Rams this week, I think what you're looking at at Riverview, I think they'll finish 6-4. and four. Uh and, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm projecting already that we beat them. I don't want to get a, you know, ahead of myself, but that's just me just, you know, let's put it in, in place of where it's going to be. And 6-4 and four is going to be difficult when you have all your other teams sitting out there. And right now there's a handful of teams in our district that are 2-4 and four and probably won't even get to 500. So it, it really comes back to hurt. Then you go look in the Vero Beach district, and over there you've got Centennial and Treasure Coast both sitting with one loss, and they're probably going to place three. Right. There's a very, very good chance that the, the district in which Osceola is in will place three as well between Gateway and George, George Jenkins. Now, George Jenkins still, they're, they're slipping away, slow but sure, they're sliding away. So it could open that door to kind of get in, but it's going to come down to a point situation. Yeah, that point situation is very, very interesting. <laughs> well, what I love is when you look at it every week, and I looked at it you know, yesterday when it came out, it's all, it's all based on what – we think may happen in the future right and so you know it's i know they are kind of slated it you know us being that third that third seed possibly but it also it brings intrigue though now every week you know every week you're having you're looking at something and um i think that's part of the reason why they wanted to do it you know is they wanted to bring some more action to it and i, I kind of enjoy it um now granted pressure no longer on me so so it's a little, little, little different but I, I enjoy the point system I think it's good because it does create the excitement of what's going on. I, you're always there is a little bit of scoreboard watching going on and, and finding out who's won and lost. Let's just face it, they're high school kids. You can't take anything for granted. Anything can happen. And you know, case in point, last week the Rams go to Newsom, and before you know it, they're down thirty-one nothing. And it's an uphill battle, especially when you're a team that primarily runs the ball seventy-five percent of the time. Yeah, it is, and that and turnovers killed them. You know, they had Newsom did a great job of causing turnovers. You know, that one like Review was just handing it to them. Uh, they did a great job of causing three quick turnovers and scoring. You know, it's scoring off one of them immediately. So, you know, they're just taking advantage of a short field and driving the ball and just being successful on them. And that's the thing about it. They run the ball, and like you said, they, Review runs the ball. So, 
<laughs> when Newsom got the ball back, it wasn't like it was a one minute right uh, drive. They they take like two, three, four minutes yeah. off the clock. And it's hard to, if if you're a running team yourself, it's hard to come back from that. I mean, the, the deficit was so quick uh, there in that first quarter that it was tough for them to come back unless they're going to have explosive run plays and things like that. I think they had a couple ones with a quarterback, but um, yeah, I mean that, that you, you you nailed it, Danny. These these are kids, man. And you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, and, it, you know, it's a big game. It's senior night. Uh, but, you know, I think these kids are hungry for this game. It's been two years now we've been runner-up. And, and that's, you know, that's not us. That's not Mancy football. No, and that's the point that needs to be stressed all week long at school. You know, you've got in and around the community, you got to come out and, and support these Hurricanes. And, you know, you're trying to take back what rightfully belongs here and used to be here all the time. And there was district championship after district championship, and it's time to take it back. I mean, it's been away from us for two years, and it's, you know, once you get that back, I believe this team is ready to become the hunted and not be the hunter anymore. And this is where you change everything up. Well, definitely. I think our kids are ready to go. I think our kids are very excited for this Friday night, and they want to be champions. So, but... Like we've been telling them all week, you know, you have to earn it. You have to go take it. You know, they, they are the defending district champ. So, two years in a row, so we got to go take it if we want it. So, how much of a, a conversation? I know that uh, you watched Florida beat LSU last mm-hmm. week. And go Gators. Coach Mullen, his first statement is, let's enjoy the moment, but now we have to come back next week and we have to get better. Yeah. We have to improve upon what we did tonight if we plan to do this. Otherwise, Vanderbilt's going to step up and beat us. Same thing here with Riverview. If we don't improve, and, and and how much do you stress that during the week? And I I, I know you're a, you're 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 a guy who's all about let's let's drive forward. We've got to do the little things to make it happen, and uh, and I'm sure that that sentiment has been going there again all this week. Oh yeah, that's it. We just want to focus on the details, the small things, because every week is a brand new week. Every week is a new opportunity to be successful. You have to. Take advantage of this, or like you, like we just said, you never know what you're gonna get with kids. So you got to make sure you take them back, and you take them back to that moment of being in the moment right now and being successful in what you can control. I always tell them, you know, my grandfather used to tell us, control the controllable. You know, don't worry about things you can't control. So those are things we have to do on a weekly basis, and kids have to be brought back down to reality because they think everything is always so hunky dory. Right. Well, Riverview is going to come in this game. They've got – it's basically a three-headed monster. It's Sean White, it's Allie Boyce, and it's Michael Hayes, Jr. Yeah. Those three guys are the guys that you got to slow down. Oh, yeah. And they've got a big offensive line up front. I don't know that you change anything. you got to look for the pass every once in a while. But, I, you know, I, I don't see you selling out just solely on the run and not staying with anything. And if you look at – and I ask you a little bit about Riverview and their defense versus what you saw last week in Palm Harbor, which I thought were some guys that were pretty physical. And I thought they gave some looks very similar to what Riverview is going to get to us. Oh, yeah. We was very, I was very excited about how they came out of something brand new. And we had to adjust and change on the sideline because that's the thing about When you want to be highly successful in the playoffs especially, uh, the, the things that separate the great teams from the good teams is the great teams have coaches and players that can adjust. 
and they can adjust right away. And that's the thing. When something isn't working, they'll change it, or they bring out something brand new that you haven't seen before. And so I think you got our coaching staff and our players ready because they understand it now and they see it uh, with that reality because I'm always talking about it. I'm like, hey, we got to be ready. We have to be able to adjust. We have to make sure we see the things that's going on. we got to know what we got to have in place our plan, our philosophy, and go with it, and our kids got to be able to pick up on it. So I think it was great for us to really see that. And really the last couple teams really just been blitzing us like crazy. Uh, so I've, I, it really prepared us for what we're going to see against Riverview anyway because Riverview is going to bring the house. Right. I, it's it's, it's going to be uh, – I think you'll be fully prepared and excited about it. So our players of the game that got in here, Chad, we got ourselves about seven minutes to get these guys in here. So let's – Talk. Let's start first of all with your offensive line, Pal. I know you love to do that. We'll start with Derek Maurice. They're putting in the order here, so it's a little more important than getting on the mic. But um, here, Derek Maurice. So just just give us a little bit about um, how practice is going this week. How's preparation for Riverview going for Friday night? Um, practice going good. We just need to get good effort in what we do. Um, it's a great team, and we have you know great people on our team. Carmichael last Friday, um, a little bit different in the in the, the lineup for offensive line with Carter out. How does that how does that go? I mean, obviously you played the same position, but how does that go now moving Omar to the right right tackle? What does that change for you guys up front? It's just the chemistry that we have, but you know we still got a job to do. You know. Uh, no, you're you're fine. A question I love to ask offensive linemen: You like to run block better or pass block better? Um, pass block. Okay, why? Because I mean, run blocking, it's a lot of effort, but it's good, too. But pass blocking is just man-on-man. Okay. Well, good job. Good luck Friday, my man. All right. So next up, we'll take it on the defensive side. Sequil Martinez, last week, 10 tackles, four solo, one sack, and a fumble recovery that resulted in a touchdown. Let's talk a little bit about the the fumble recovery for a touchdown. What did you see? Were you ever going to fall on it, or is it always scoop and score? It was all scoop and score. My my mind just told me to run and score, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm 100% for it. I don't know if that's what Coach Shakir wants me to say, but I'm 100% for scoop and score. Um, just watching the film, kind of we've been here tonight, and over, over the course of you've been playing a lot, I love the way you see the ball. You, you see where it's going. You anticipate it really well. What are you watching when the play starts and starts to develop? What are you keying? What are you watching to be able to get there to the ball so quick? Well, the first thing Coach wants us to watch is the guard. The guard tells us where the ball goes every time. Every time. Yeah, just watch the guard, and he'll take you to the ball. That That's it. He'll be there every time. Sometimes sometimes those offensive linemen, though, they're liars. <laughs> sometimes they're liars. <laughs> but, hey, I love, the way, uh, I love the way you've been playing, so good luck Friday. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, and last but not certainly not least, Tyson Phelps. Uh, last week, six carries, 62 yards and a touchdown, as well as one reception for 18 and a touchdown. His average carries on the year, he's got 18 for 159, but he's averaging 8.8 per carry. Tyson Phelps, a big part of this offense. Yeah, Tyson, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll be the first one to say this. I don't know if you remember this freshman year. I tried to recruit you over to play linebacker, and I'm, apparently I was wrong. Um, no, I don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> uh, we were talking about it in the broadcast. Um, Coach Mulock thinks that, or Coach Mulock, Mr. Mulock thinks that, you're going to be possibly could be at the end of the year one of the offensive players of the of the of the year, and so just tell us a little bit about um, you, you. You catch the ball in the backfield. You run. You run obviously as well. What do you like better? You like catching some stuff at the backfield? 
You like toting the rock? What's what's kind of your favorite? Um, I don't believe I really have a favorite because I like doing whatever best for my team, and I just do both. How's this week uh, of preparation going for Riverview? You guys ready to go for for Friday? Um, preparation for uh, practice and review. I feel like we're doing kind of good, but we need to execute some things and pick some stuff up, and we'll be straight. Fantastic. Well, good luck Friday. Look forward to seeing you out there uh, scoring touchdowns. Coach, you got some you know, very good young men right there and, and, and very talented players. And I know you got to be proud of what they've done. And I, I think the sentiment every week is the same way. They're, 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 they're hearing the message you've got and you know, the rest of your coaching staff, and, and they're following it. Yes, very much so. I, I Just listening to them, you know, how they talk and what they talk about. Uh, you just want to make sure that what you're saying is really getting home, uh, and I think that they understand the overall purpose of what we're trying to do and how we're trying to get it done. Well, Coach, I know Friday night, again, district championship night for us, and senior night, any distractions? I know that's done early, so it should really pretty much get out of the way and not really bother anything of what you're doing. Yeah, it shouldn't be no problem with us uh, as far as things are going to go. You know, we want to make sure. I always enjoy senior night because of the fact that you get to honor the guys who have been there, especially those guys who have been there all four years. Uh, those guys have seen you've seen them come through. Uh, and Really, they've been there since ninth grade and really have invested in the program. And so it's a great night. I always feel you know, to make sure that everyone goes out and lays it on the line, make sure that we honor those guys for their commitment to the program. Well, bring back that district championship right back here to Manatee High School where it belongs. And uh, – if you need a little help, I'll come in there and fire them up a little bit before the game. I got hey, no problem with that. You can never have enough enthusiasm <laughs> before the game. I'll have plenty of it, trust me. So next week, folks, we'll be at GT Bray Park for Hurricane Hotline. But this Friday, come join us. We'll be on the air at 7 o'clock for the Shake Pit pregame show. Until Friday night, come out, everybody, come join. We need all the support in the world to put these hurricanes over the top and bring back that district championship. We'll see you guys Friday night. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.